Hey everyone. I hope you guys are ready for tonight's episode being the true you. Sit tight, relax, and there's much more to come. Being a true you, when I think about that question, there are many things that come into play. What do I actually know about who I am? What do anyone know about who they are? To me, that's the purpose of life, discovering. the true you. (laughs) Discovering yourself requires much, much patience and searching and questioning and gaining the knowledge about who you truly are. It's not for anyone to define you. It's not for you to imitate. It is for you to express yourself. To truly understand your purpose to find who you are. So here it goes. How about this, right? Listen to this. Today, like, you know, I've lost a lot of weight. But a lot of times I don't get around to not a lot of times, but sometimes I don't get around to like on my like today was my day off basically, so I didn't meal prep for today. So I was like, oh, I want to go to Panera Bread. The closest Panera Bread okay. to my location is about twenty minutes away. No, my, listen to me, mind you, there is a, there <laughs> in less than a mile there is four McDonald's, one of which is only two blocks away from my home. Okay, so we have McDonald's down the street. We have the the Lido's Pizza. We have the Starbucks. We have, um, we have the Popeyes. We have the um, 12, 12, 12 um, um, Chinese food carryouts. Are you serious? <laughs> 12? 12. And, and... And, and I don't live in a city where, I don't live in an area where you would consider, you know, a lower income. I live in the... No, not at all. In the, you know, I know. I live in, the, in the upper income area. Upper, up, a little upper, middle, upper income neighborhood. So for me to have the closest Panera Bread almost 20 minutes away, I literally sat in the truck and I literally just went to the grocery store. They said don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry. But yeah. fresh fruit, where was I going to get it from? Yeah. You know, like, 
I mean, thank goodness, at least 7-Eleven is three blocks away and have fresh bananas, apples, and oranges. Okay? Yeah. But besides that, it's no, it's no, nothing. I have a Papa John's, I have a, I have a Domino's, no Panera Bread. And I know everyone's, I know you're probably thinking, Panera Bread has been very critical in in my journey because I was I'm able to stop get some fresh non processed clean mm-hmm. ingredients quick fast meals and to be honest I spend the same at McDonald's that I do at Panera Bread I get a whole meal at Panera Bread that is cleaner leaner and tastier at McDonald's and I could spend ten dollars both yeah. Absolutely. Why isn't there Panera Bread in my community? You talk about deserts. What did you call it? Food deserts. Yes. That's ridiculous. And it's, you know what makes me so upset is that I don't know if it's just our people are inherently corrupt. Because I know there's so many lawmakers who are black. There's so many politicians and policymakers who are black who are allowing this shit to keep going on. Um, they're taking kickbacks from some of these major food corporations mm-hmm. that really are run by the KKK and they want to kill all black Honey. No, seriously, I know that's a very extremist viewpoint, but it's like thinking about it and looking at it and just, you know, just can't, when you canvas D.C., when you canvas Maryland and Virginia, mm-hmm. you can see that when you go to places where it's more white people, they have quick stop places that are fresh food. Mm-hmm. Fresh food yep. places you mm-hmm. can eat at. Because, um, and let me they just piggyback salad on that. Mm-hmm. Let me piggyback on that idea. I lived in Virginia when I first moved here. And I had, how many, I, I think I had one, two, four Panera Breads within a two-mile radius. Wow. And I and you know where I used to live. So. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, yeah. tell me this. And this is, is becoming, is, be, is, be, is, is becoming to the point where if I notice, I know there are many other people that notice. We, yeah. you know, we as a community, we as a culture, have come to the point where, you know, we're not first generational educated. We're not, you know, it's not just the first generations. We have, you know, yeah. first, second, third, fourth generations who are educated. But yeah. what is the barrier? What is the barrier here to say? It's time to stand up for ourselves. I mean, I just, I wish I could. I think there are so many factors. There are a multitude of factors. But I almost wish, like, we could get into solving some of these barriers without having to, like, go back and forth about the politics of that. Mm -hmm. Because I look at it as black people. Sometimes we don't want to acknowledge what's really killing us. Mm-hmm. You know, like Dave Chappelle said, he said, oh, you know, you have people overseas, they're in war. People in Syria are in war. Mm-hmm. They're dying. They have a whole generation that's dying because of war and political strife. Mm-hmm. Black people over here dying over seasonings and shit. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Mm-hmm. Does it make sense? And it's because they, they put this stuff in our food. They know we're going to eat it. They know it's going to ravage our bodies. They know that it's going to cause uh, pro-inflammatory reactions in our body. Mm-hmm. And they know that it's going to promote cancer and it's going to promote, um, 
you know, all types of problems. It's going to promote um, diverticulosis. It's going to promote all types of horrible things happening to our bodies. Mm-hmm. So what is the solution? What would you say is the solution? What what can we put in place to move our community forward? What can the average Joe, you know, I know, you know, when you hear the story, um, well, you know, black women are the most educated in America. Um, kudos, yeah. So what do you, what, what can we, what, what are the small things we can do as a community, as a family, as being the head of household, as being women, as being black women? What can we do? So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm opening up my mind. Sorry, not to cut you off. I'm, I'm no, just opening ahead. up my mind to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that I used to not accept or not even want to debate about because it wasn't accepted in polite Western society, mm-hmm. I now debate about um, mm-hmm. So there, there are certain things that started to break down in our community. There was one point where women, and, and I'm going to tell you a story related to this, one point where black women didn't need to fight over men, regardless if there were less men around. There was a point where black women, we lived in a community together. We raised our kids together. We grew and cooked our food together. Can you imagine what it would be like Every day you would want to step in the kitchen if you know that you have three or four other hands to help you finish preparing the night the night's meal. Because mm-hmm. y'all are going to talk, mm-hmm. y'all going to rap, y'all are going to have a good time. It's going to be a fun thing for you to do because mm-hmm. you have somebody else to help you. It's not it's not torturous and it's not laborious mm-hmm. when you mm-hmm. have you're you're building a, a social scene around it. Mm-hmm. You know, so, it, it's almost like a dinner club for you. Mm-hmm. We don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. We stopped doing that in Africa. We stopped doing that in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. We stopped doing it because white people told us it's wrong to live that way. Yeah. They yeah. told us it's wrong to live this way. And then you see the Mormon people, they want to live like that. They want to have multiple wives. They want to have sister wives or whatever the hell mm-hmm. it is. Now, I'm not saying I'm necessarily so pro-polygamy, but what I'm saying is there was a larger implication of what happened when we started breaking up the idea of yeah, women yeah. being communally communally responsible for children and communally responsible for what yeah. we eat. So one may argue that that way of life went into um was went went extinct once parents were um getting involved and saying hey don't correct my child yeah you know yeah that's what that's what one may think but it's not it's not the parents stepping in to say hey don't correct my child a lot, there's a lot of damage that's happened behind the scenes in the black community, especially to black women. A lot of times when you hear women, young women, you know, say these things, in particular is because of their personal experience. You know, my, yeah. my biggest pet peeve in the world, and I think you and I spoke about this already, is when I hear older women's aunties you know when you you know how that typical that <laughs> I don't want to say stereotypical I guess it's wrong. Auntie, them aunties they gather together. Mm-hmm, yeah. girl, she fast, she fast. You talking about yeah, a nine, talk, talk 10, about 11, 12, 13 year old female brown yeah. girl? You're speaking about, and then and then what hurts my heart even more is that brown girl shares your genetic makeup. Even yeah. more of a reason I would think for you to protect her from the outside world. Yeah. You cannot be at a barbecue 
and talking about your niece is fast. Yeah. That is the most, if we can just get rid of that saying completely in our community, I will be so happy. And it's yeah. like, okay, I think this, again, you, you, we spoke about this before, knowledge deficit. You cannot look at a nine-year-old girl, a 10, 11-year-old girl, and tell her who she is when she is in a development stage of her against the world. Absolutely. You're giving her the insecurities that's going to last her through, throughout her womanhood. If she hasn't menstruated already at nine, because it happens, it's soon to be. She soon yeah. is going to cross over into the realm of who am I? Am I who they say I am? Mm. And you've, 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 you've have labeled her as she's fast. Yeah. So that's what she's going to be. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's so sad. It and is. I, don't, I wonder what happened. I, I think that black women really did used to have so much more of a sense of community. Mm-hmm. And we didn't think the way that we think. And we didn't see each other as rivals or competition. We saw each other as ways of uplifting. Mm-hmm. We saw each other as as you know, avenues to get out of tragedy. We saw each other as, as support, mm-hmm. as ways of fulfilling happiness, as mm-hmm. people that we could put trust in. And now look at us. Yeah. I mean, it, it comes back to us being being these mother females on this earth, mm-hmm. and we can't even we can't even hold our household down. We can't even do the things that we're supposed to do, or we can't even support. We can't even support new addition to our family. We can't. We're not doing what we need to do, and I think it's. It really is. It's a big, 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 big issue. Absolutely. It's a shame. So I got, okay, I got to tell you what happened after. Um, I'm gonna tell you what happened after. Yeah, you, let's, um, tell let's me. finish. Yeah, I got to. I got to tell you what Hold happened. Hold on. Let's, let's, um, we're gonna wrap up in two seconds. So okay. I just want to say again, um, thank you. I thank you so much for being um, of my co-host today. I do appreciate you. You are one of the most brilliant women that I know personally, and I love that you are in my sister tribe. Oh, I love that you've invited me to be a part of your sister tribe. And I love the positivity, the energy that you bring to my everyday life. It means so much to me. (laughs) Thank you so much. It means so much to me. I love you too.